Marmalade Pod, helping your brand stick and your customers stick around. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Marmalade Pod. Uh, you'll have to excuse us, we've just had a little uh, in, in-house joke, so there, there might be a little uh, giggling at the beginning of this episode, but we are going to be talking about software and tools. Are there software go-tos that you use for your business? Are they specialists? Are there things that you can use? Obviously, we are talking about the design and marketing side of the business mainly, but as a business owner, we use different tools and different softwares for lots of different things. So we, of course, want to hear from you. What do you use and what uh, what might help you? But we've got some things to talk about today that you might not have heard of or might be able to use to good effect for yourself. I think Canva's one of the ones that we mainly both use, isn't it? Gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm on it all the time. Um, I, I use it mainly for social media images, which is great because it, you don't have to work out what the size is for whatever platform. It's all pre-designed sizes. Um, but yeah, you can do everything in Canva, you know, presentations, you can print cups, merchandise, stickers, you know, business cards, letterheads, t-shirts, anything. It's just amazing. So it's because it's, obviously as a, as a designer, um, one of the main, t- I use Adobe software, which is the kind of industry go-to, but I do actually use Canva as well because Sometimes it can be very quick. So I've created a design or done an identity and then I need to make the social media cover images or launch posts because when you're launching a brand, it's best to get it out there and all timed and in one go and things like that. Yeah. Um, so Canva is quite a useful tool. Like you say, you just click, what, what's it for? Instagram post, click, it gives you a 1080 square Yeah. Thing. And if you want to resize that for LinkedIn, you know, or a Twitter post, you know, you just go to the resize. You Obviously, you need the pro version, which is £10 a month. Um, you can but, do a lot in the free version, though, can't you? Yeah, but for resizing and things, you know, it's so quick. And I think you've said you use it for resizing quite a bit, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's just speeds that process up completely. Yeah. And if I'm making templates and things like that, I can share them with clients. So then they've got their sort of foundations and they've got a good round to go on they can carry on using those same images so they can keep the consistency. That's a drum I always bang on about again, but not going to bore you with that today. Um, but Canva for me as well, if you can set the client up, so you've given them the, the tools and if you like the framework, this is the design, this is the colours, this is the font, yeah. you can use Canva to keep going with their content or yeah. um, keep on brand. So with the pro version again, like 10, I think it's 10.99 a month, something like that. Yeah, you can upload a brand. Canva calls it a brand kit. Basically, it's your toolkit. So you upload your logos. You can upload your fonts if you use a particular font. So the font on your social media matches the font that's on your website. And you can have your color palette there. So you might have your your main colors might be say red and blue, but sometimes you might use gray or black or white. And you can keep those all in one place. So when you're creating or editing your graphics in Canva, you are only using the tools of your brand so you can stay consistent i think that's one of the big thing big benefits of canva from a from a design perspective and how i work with my clients yeah and it's great from like our point of view if we're creating anything for our customers like i do imagery for customers like you do claire that i can send them a link 
So when they open that link and they click on it, it, the actual suite of images in that folder can open in their Canva for them to edit. Yes. So it's like I've created this month's images for you. They click on it, it opens in their um, their own Canva account and they can edit away, which is brilliant. So it is just really, really helpful. And it's one of the things that I use all the time. Yeah, I think I probably use it a few times a week. It's not a daily tool of mine, but yeah. if it's more specific if you're creating something like the, the image that we've shared on social media about this podcast, that was yeah. done in Canva by using bits and pieces that were created elsewhere and just pulled together in Canva. Yeah, yeah. And what other tools do you... I think one of the main tools that we all use, especially with marketing, is social media channels. That, yeah. that, that's one of our tools, isn't it? But we don't seem to think of it like that. So... Yeah. It, uh, LinkedIn's obviously your specialty, but yeah. um, scheduling tools to post things onto social media channels. Anything there that do you use those in your business or? I don't. You- However, what I do tell people to is rather than paying for Hootsuite and things like that, that can be quite costly and add up. Um, if you're paying ten ninety nine already for Canva Pro, you can schedule in Canva. You know, <laughs> you create. Sorry about that, hot dog. That's oh, there's mine. That's a, this is totally uncut. It's not edited. So uh, Storm's obviously got a, a very strong opinion about uh, Canva and um, scheduling social media He's he's got a lot to say for himself. <laughs> you can you can actually post and create the post in Canva, and then you can drop it straight in without having to download the image and put it on your desktop and write the text. You can create and save the post for posting straight into Canva scheduler. So you can use that. And, and I just tell people if you're going to be, you know, paying for a scheduling software, then, and you're already paying for Canva Pro, then use Canva Pro. And it's worth trying it first. But interesting what you said there about track, you can save all your posts and you can write your text in it. So one of the things that you um, shared with me that I'd not thought about using that tool for was Trello. Yes, yep, and I use that massively as well, yep. So with, with Trello that you, you taught me, I, I can map out the more of the strategy of my social media thing. So what areas of my business do I want to talk about or what lead magnet do I want to talk about or is there a particular theme in the month or awareness days? Obviously, my business is called Make a Brew, so I definitely celebrate National Tea Day. Um, but there's different things like that that will be more specific to your business. Um, so what what's the sort of top tips that you would advise if somebody was thinking about using Trello? Again, it's free. It does have a pro version, but you yeah. don't really need the pro version. The, the free version of Trello will do lots of the things that you might need it to do on a regular basis. Yeah, I use Trello for content planning. But then also, once I've posted, for storing my posts. So I've got two Trello boards for myself. I've got two for every customer that I work with. One's like a brain dumping, let's get your content pillars. So your different services in a column of their own, um, about you, about the team, behind the scenes, all of those types of topics of discussion in a, in a column of their own. Um, so you kind of just brain dumping everything in there as to what you're thinking you might post and and then it helps you focus on creating those posts and not forgetting them and then there's another Trello board that I have and you're not limited to how many boards you can have with the free so just get another one and and it's your actual content board so when you've posted those things in the other board 
then what you want to do is copy and paste and grab the images and have them in the same columns. So if you're struggling for time or you've got holidays and you've got low staff or you've got low energy and you just can't think of anything to post, you go to your board and you think, right, I'm going to put some of these posts out that I've already done. Nobody will notice that you've done them as long as it wasn't, you know, two hours earlier, you know, even a week, two weeks later, get them back on. And, and it might be a product and a service that you want to keep mentioning and you want to um, have a lead magnet, you know, and, and it's something that you mention once a week. So you don't have to retype it. You don't have to scroll down in your feed to try and find it. And that's how I use Trello. Um, and, and because I do content plans for people, I can share the board out with customers so we can go through it. They can amend it. It's live and you can have a collaboration of people on a board. So if you've got a team of people all working on content, you can all have the same view of the board and it's updated in real time. So it's really, really handy tool to have. And there are other versions like Asana. You know, if people don't want Trello, there are other options that are very similar. Yeah, a click up I mentioned earlier, um, click up you can actually if you decide that you've kind of outgrown trello or you want something to do more things you can import trello boards into ClickUp and you can view them as boards it's not as quite as bright and colorful but you can see in ClickUp the trello board you can change it to a list you can change it to categorize and group in different ways so it gives you a little bit more option but as a really simple tool and easy to get up and running using I do Trello is great. I do use it for one of my clients because they share the content that they need me to work on or kind of brief sometimes is comes to me that on the Trello board that I have access to their board. So again, they're sharing with me what their view is of everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's there's loads of different tools out there that will help you view things in a sort of a board view, which which helps you to see it visually and I think if you're posting on social media or you're doing content, when you see an image as well as the text or something, it, it just helps you to keep a track of it. Or you can actually see sometimes if you've planned it ahead of time, two weeks or a month, if you ever get to that Holy Grail, yeah, then you can um, see it like it would look on a calendar. So you might see what your Instagram board might look like. Or if somebody was looking at everything all in one go, you might be able to tell a story through the month and thread it together. But if you didn't see it as a grid or see it in that format, that you might not think of it like that. So it could it could generate some ideas as well as help help you as a tool for organising and keeping an eye on what it is you wanting to do or have done. Yeah, and it really helps you focus in on where your gaps are because if you've got long lists of some different content and topics and then you've got none in other columns you know that hang on a minute why well, I'm not getting people booked onto that masterclass or why has nobody bought my book then it's because you're not talking about it so it's really good for spotting content gaps as well so definitely so and what any anything else that you use on a tool that helps you with your sort of day-to-day -day business yeah. or what yeah, I use quite a few things for, say, for example, I'm trying to do more video. Everybody keeps telling everybody to do more video. If you're on Instagram, you need to do reels, blah, blah, blah. TikTok, um, TikTok yeah, we're on that now. Um, and, and I use CapCut, um, which is free again, and I've got it on my phone. And you just download videos that you've recorded straight on your phone. And you can help edit, add text, video, audio chop the bit of the beginning bit in the middle you know if you're fluffed up um, or you don't want to have your grin 
um, or you want to cut the last bit off because the dog's barking. Um, then CapCut's really great for that. And also, I've just I've I've just downloaded something called Big View, B I G V U, which is an auto cue. Again, it's free. I'm not bothered about the logo being in the bottom right hand corner, and I just drop a script in. So I email myself a script. Um, I copy it on my phone on my email, drop it into Big View, and if I'm doing a video where I need to say certain things. You can speed the text up, you can make it large. So, and you can just slot your phone into your ring light if you're going to be doing a video and the text is scrolling up. So, you're always looking at the top of your phone where your camera is because you're reading the text. It doesn't look like you're a news reader where you, you know, your eyes are going left to right. Um, yeah, we've all, we've all <laughs> stick a piece of paper on some sort of light with a bit of masking tape or a clip. That, what you're going to say. And you, you can tell, because if you look back at your video, you can see you're going off your left, like you're accessing your left brain. Or... <laughs> yeah, so that, that software, again, is free. And, and everything that I rave about and talk about is free stuff, because I don't want to add costs onto everybody's monthly bill. You know, play around with it. If you don't get on with it, delete it. You've not paid anything for it. Exactly. I think that's something that we're all probably... Um, we get bombarded with that. Try this tool, try that tool. And if you if you get one that you like, I'd say stick with it for at least a year. Yeah. And if you need unless to it's really it, irking yeah. you and it doesn't do something that you want it to do, then yeah. you need to find an alternative. Don't yeah. pay for something. They'll, that's what they're there for. Software companies will be, oh, you can do this on the pro version and that on the pro version. But if you know what your reasons are for using that piece of software or what you want to do with it, you can answer that question yourself. Well, yeah. actually, do I need the pro version or not? For example, Trello. I think the main thing you get from paying for Trello is automations. So if you click a status that I've done it, it moves it to a different column where it's done. So it's yeah. like a little robot automating things. Yeah. You don't really need it to do that because it's that easy to literally swipe it across. Yeah. And the other thing is as well, like Linktree, that's just reminds yes. me. So I know somebody, luckily for me, I know somebody at Linktree in Australia. I know them personally. They're good friends. Um, and he's given me a free pro Linktree for life. So 50 quid a month or something. So I've got it. And I use it on Instagram and I've got a link on my email footer. However, people are either for Linktree or against it because what you're doing is you're sending people to Linktree's website, not your own. After talking to you, Claire, you said, you know, what are you paying for Linktree for? Get them to your own website. I've done a page that's like a resources page, exactly like Linktree. So I thought, Do you know what? She's right. And I've now got a resources tab on my website, which is similar to Linktree. And I'm going to be using that because I want people to come to my website rather than Linktree's. Now, that is a link and one URL that I can use like Linktree in my bio where you've only got a place for one link. So there are a lot of things like, you know, play around with it. I'm not tied in with Linktree and I'm not paying for it. So I'll leave it on Instagram, for example. It's not my massive, um, it's not where all my traffic is. It's more on LinkedIn. And no, I, it's that, it's the, I think the, the purpose of it was that obviously when you're promoting your business or you're getting yourself out there and you're connecting with people, having a single point of contact is really useful. 
So Linktree is a fantastic tool. I, I do have a, link, a Linktree profile and I'm sharing the Linktree on my Instagram bio or places in bios where you want to get one link. But that the idea came across, I came across was actually you one of the purposes of marketing is to drive traffic to your own website. So my contact me page is not in the menu of my website. You can't get to it from the website because why would you need to? You're on the website already. But the link I do share, it's on a QR code that's on a, I think it's an umbrella that I've um, I've ordered because we're coming into autumn and we're not always going to get a bone dry summer like we've had in the UK. We get a lot of rain. So my branded brolly, the QR code on it goes to my website, to my contact me page and you can join my Facebook group, you can download a lead magnet, you can go to my LinkedIn, Instagram, or whatever channel you prefer to use, because there are people out there that don't know. I've got Twitter, but I don't really use it. It's not really my channel, but my brother, for example, doesn't use Facebook, he only uses Twitter. So if you do that, you've got one page where people that want to speak to you or connect to you can get to the channel that they prefer. And again, it's driving more traffic to your website, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. And the other, the only other piece of software that I use, uh, I mean, I use loads, but one that I'd only mention on the podcast is Calendly. So for me, I want people to have a call to action on a post. I don't put it on every post, but on the ones where I feel I don't want to bore people going into detail on a course or a masterclass, but people might want to ring me for a free chat to see if it's for them. If it's a discovery post. call. Yeah, yeah, but it's a free chat and it's not going to cost anything, but I don't want to spend time fanning around with when you're free, oh, I'm free this day, oh, I'm not free oh, that day. Meeting ping pong. And it's like, oh my, and then you give them a list of dates, it takes them two weeks to come back and then you're not free on any of them by that time. Yeah. But it's just yeah. like, give me link and Calendly's brilliant for that. Um, and that's another bit of software that I use. I've linked it to my Google Calendar and Zoom. So when they've arranged a time straight in my diary and a Zoom goes back. So a Zoom link's automatically been created. And I know what it is. I've got, God, I've got about 50 different things on Calendly that it might be a 10, 15 minute call for. But I know it's about when I go on the Zoom call, I know what the topic is. It's not an online chat because that could mean anything. It's a 15 minute chat about lingo. Yeah. Inquiry, lingo, 15 minute chat. I know they've come through a lingo post or it's about lingo they want to talk to me about. And I know automatically what it is I'm going to be talking to them about. Um, and it's really, really helpful um, in the amount of time that I save with diary ping pong, like you've said, <laughs> and, and creating the Zoom link as well and putting it in my diary. It does all of that for you. So, yeah, I use. Um... I've actually, I, I was using Calendly and then I was using a different piece of software called Calendar Hero. There's lots of different ones out there that do it, but actually my CRM system has its own scheduler. So not only when somebody books a meeting, it's going into my system and I'm collecting the data so that I know how to contact people that are interested in speaking to me. But I've then embedded those forms on my website. So again, if somebody wants to book a meeting with me, they get my web link that just says book a brew. So yeah. go into my website to book it through all the automation, but it yeah. saves so much time. Like you say, um, most of the systems, Calendly is probably the 
most prominent one, like well, like we call it a Hoover, and that's just a brand new a vacuum cleaner. They uh, automated calendars and booking Calendly is probably the lead name for it, but there are other tools out there. And like I say, you can Calendly can embed in your website as well. Most of the forms will let you or your web person, your your go to geek, so to speak. Yeah, I'm poetry today. Um, <laughs> but that you can embed it in your website again. All the different tools you've got, think about not just what they do for you, but how can they help you with what you're doing? Because you're marketing and promoting your business and your service all the time. So the more traffic you can get to your website, if somebody else is looking for your service, your your website is popularly getting traffic through Google and things like that. So just have a think about, I think, with any tool or software, what do I need it to do? Or what do I want it to help me do? Can it save me time? Is it going to make a job easier? What doesn't it do? Because unfortunately, most softwares will not do the one thing you want it to do, but it'll do 90% of everything else. Yeah. And then automate any processes. Yeah, and, and then stick to it. Just yeah. because I, people often call me a magpie, oh, this piece of software and that piece of software, but I've made a rule for myself now. If I decide to use a piece of software, I am using it for a year. Good if enough. I don't use it at the end of the year, then I know I've not. it's not working for me and I need to look for an alternative. But if I do use it, then I've not wasted all that time getting distracted by, well, this has got that bell and this whistle and it can do X, Y, Z for you. And also what I do, Claire, is I find mm. that if I'm going to pay for some software like Calendly, um, any time I've got like a spare half an hour, I pop on YouTube, Calendly. And there's loads of people going, oh, I use it for this and I use it for that. And it, and you pick up so many tips, like, because I, I need to hear and watch somebody use it or do something to think, bloody hell, I could do that. Like bulb. Like Calendly, I, I got it originally for sending to people, so with the ping pong problem. Yeah. And then I thought, I'm going to start putting it in posts. I've now got it on my website. I've got it on my contact page. I've written blogs. If you want to talk to me about this subject, and that's why I create another Calendly call, you know, call to action, because I know it's going to be about the blog. Um, and then you look at your analytics, you know, how many people have, have used these links, you know, and, and I've, I've got so many more calls booked in because it's so easy for somebody to think they might have read a blog on a train, they might have yeah. read a newsletter, they're traveling home, they've read a blog. That's a brilliant idea. And there's a link there and I can arrange a call. They've arranged a call there and then and they're able And you also, it's been easy for them. And then you also know what it is they've booked a call with you about. It's not like they've booked a blanket call and they're going, oh, what they want to talk to me about. I know where it's come from. I know, I know. Then then because I've got their email, I can start looking into a little bit on LinkedIn about them, you know, so I know that they want to talk to me about this subject and I now know a bit about them and I've checked them out on LinkedIn. I might have connected with them, I might already be connected, but all of a sudden you're ready for the call um, and it's more productive and you've got more chance of converting them by the time, you know, or, or you know what you can drip feed them after the call before you get on the call because of all of that info. Um, so yeah, it's really helpful. And, and, and again, call to actions on anything, whether it's a blog, your website, social media, or after you've met them physically, try and make the next step as easy as possible for them absolutely that's that's a definitely a nugget to take away from this so is there any questions you've got about the tools that we use regularly canva calendly trello 
big view leases using that herself. I've used it in the past. Doesn't quite work for me because I'm better uh, uh, having a bullet pointer list than what I know what I want to talk about, and it flows easier for me if I just do it that way. But I know a lot of people that do use big view, and it's very helpful if you need to read something. Um, I find. If you watch any of my videos and things or listen to this podcast, if I'm reading it, it takes all the personality out of it and then you'd know it's not me. It doesn't line up. It's not authentic. It doesn't line up. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't work for me. But if you'd like to know anything about the software that we do use, you want any tips, you want to know anything, or what do you use? What really saves you time and helps you? Yeah. What you need to do yeah. running your business or marketing your business. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know. Drop us a comment below. Until next time. See you later. Good for a brew. Yeah.